Welcome to the Eddie Hyde Podcast. I am your teacher and host, Eddie Hyde, and I'm so glad you've joined me today as we continue talking about great awakenings. Oh, how we need another great awakening in America, Canada, Mexico, Ireland, England, the nations of the world. And God throughout history has sent great awakenings. And I'm I'm talking I started talking about one yesterday. I'm going to continue talking about uh, one that began in 1726 in colonial America, before America was a nation. And I'm sharing these things because we desperately need to see a new visitation of God in America, and I'm sure in whatever country you are from as well. So if I'm talking a lot about something, uh, American history, hey, uh, the principles that I'm sharing are applicable anywhere in the world. And so that is why this is relative for anyone anywhere in the world at this time. You know, if I did not believe in God and believe in a great awakening, uh, well, I would just I would think that you know America is done with. There is so much sin and 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 corruption and ungodliness that has so penetrated, it seems, every part of, of our culture, from the media to education to politics and even seeping into the church. And yes, it is times like these when, uh, when in, in history when God has responded in mercy and visited, visited his people and visited a nation. Uh, yesterday, I was talking about my book, 1726, and about the 1726 Project. And this date, 1726, is very important in America's history because it was that year that a powerful movement began that altered the course of history. A movement began that actually brought into being the United States of America. In, in 1726, I don't think anybody had a vision for a new country, for a United States of America. I have seen no evidence of it as I have read and studied this era of history. But this, this divine awakening altered the course of history and had a direct bearing on bringing into being a great new nation. Even the late Harvard professor, Harry Miller, who was a recognized expert on early American history, he said the preaching, or he said 1776. Now, that was when America was formed as a nation. That was when they issued the Declaration of Independence from England. He said 1776, the Declaration of Independence of 1776, he said, was a direct result of the preaching of the evangelist of the Great Awakening. Now, I expound on what he said in my book, 1726, as well in other books such as America's Revival Heritage, and uh, you might want to check those out. They're they're available from Amazon and also on my website, EddieHyatt.com. Now, in 1726, um, the American colonies were spiritually dead. The churches were dry and dead. The people were spiritually indifferent. There was so much immorality uh, in the land. In fact, 
at the in the latter part of the 1600s there was a gathering of ministers in new england and uh, they issued a statement that's, that that said this they said god has a controversy with his new england people they said this because of the spiritual indifference and the immorality that they observed on every hand um there were hardly any conversions. Uh, they saw any hardly any conversions for years that went by. And uh, it seemed, one pastor talked about how it seemed that the heavens had been shut up. Nothing was happening. Ah, but in 1726, God in his faithfulness. Now, there were people who were concerned, who were praying. There were uh, people who set aside times for prayer and fasting. And 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 one pastor said that they were specifically praying that God would pour out his spirit. Oh, my friends, let's be praying that God will pour out his spirit once again on America, on Ireland, on Canada, throughout the nations of the earth, Pakistan, India. Yes, he is no respecter of persons. The revival began actually um in I believe it's in was in New Jersey with a Dutch Reformed pastor and church. Now, one thing that we see about this revival, it was very interdenominational. No church or denomination could own it or claim it. And this is true of a genuine visitation from heaven. It, 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 is, it, it is not sectarian. <laughs> it is not... Uh, uh, denominational. No one group can own it. It is a outpouring of the Holy Spirit that affects hungry hearts, no matter what church or denomination they may be a part of. God doesn't give a rip about our church names and denominational names. He doesn't give a rip about Catholic or Pentecostal or Church of God or Baptist or Methodist. He is looking at hearts, and he responds to sincere and hungry hearts. In fact, there is a passage in the Old Testament. I'm sorry I don't have the exact reference, but it says that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking, looking for those who are of a sincere heart that he might show himself strong on their behalf. In other words, God is looking for someone to show himself strong on their behalf. And he, he found some people in these American colonies in 1726. Theodore Freelinghousing was a young man. He, he was pastoring a Dutch Reformed congregation. And uh, he, he was very dissatisfied with the spiritual state of his congregation and of his community. He began to pray and seek God. He also, he, and, and he began to experience the Spirit of God stirring in him. And he became confront, confrontational. He began confronting uh, his parishioners about their spiritual apathy and indifference and about their non-Christian behavior that he observed. Some of them it made angry, and at first there were some that even left. But but eventually, conviction, the Holy Spirit began to use his words 
and conviction begin to stir in people's hearts and people begin to repent. And all of a sudden, there was a mighty work of the Holy Spirit as people began who were church members but had never been born again, they began to be born again. They began to be excited about their faith in Jesus and sharing it with their neighbors. And a powerful revival broke out that spread throughout that community and beyond and began to have an impact in other communities. Uh, and one of the people it affected was a Presbyterian pastor. So we have Dutch Reformed. Now we have Presbyterian. His name was Gilbert Tennant. And um, uh, he he heard about the revival. He was in another colony, but he visited it. He was so powerfully impacted by it. He became ill and thought he was going to die. And in that state, he made a promise to God. He said, God, if you will just give me six more months. He said, I promise you, I will stand on the stage of the world, as it were, and plead more faithfully for your cause. And he said, and I will take more earnest pains for the salvation of souls if you'll just give me six more months. <laughs> well, he did recover. And, and actually, he lived many more years after that. And, and uh, uh, Gilbert, uh, one of the, probably the most famous preacher of the Great Awakening, George Whitfield from England, uh, said of, of Gilbert Tennant and, and his associates that they were the, the shining lights in America at that time. He, he, was, he eventually became called a, a son of thunder because he was so bold in his preaching. One message he preached that got a lot of uh, attention was he called it the danger of an unconverted ministry. And he began to declare that many of the pastors in colonial America had never been truly converted, had never really been born again. They had only taken on the outward cracking of their church or denomination, but had never been transformed from within. And Gilbert, too, began to see great revival among the Presbyterians. So here we have the Dutch Reform, and they even cooperated together, Freelinghausen, the Dutch Reformed, and Gilbert Tennant, the Presbyterian, they cooperated together. Because they, they wanted to see change. They weren't trying to build their own personal kingdom. They were wanting to see God. They wanted to see his kingdom come and his will done on earth as in heaven. And then, uh, we'll have to pick up here tomorrow, but then there was Jonathan Edwards. He was a congregational. And there was George Whitfield. He was a Methodist, also ordained in the Anglican Church. And so all denominations were involved in this great awakening as it came to be called because eventually it transformed colonial America. Entire towns repenting and turning to God. Well, that's why I called my book 1726. That's why I have founded the 1726 Project. Now, this generation needs to know the truth about the beginnings of this nation. So very important. I think it was George Orwell in his book, 1984, who said, whoever controls the past controls the future. And the secularists in our nations have rewritten this nation's history, and they have totally left out what I'm telling you. Totally left it out. Totally revising it and changing it. 
What a sad thing that is. Thank you for helping me to get out this message. The truth about our origins for the truth will set us free. I'm Eddie Hyatt. Join me tomorrow. We're going to continue talking about this. And uh, uh, it's going to be so encouraging, inspiring, and I believe will motivate us to pray for our own awakening in this day and time. Check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. My books, including 1726, are there in the bookstore. They are also available on Amazon. I also put a link uh, to that book on Amazon on yesterday's podcast, and um, uh, they will be an incredible blessing to you. And I encourage you to, to uh, purchase one, not for yourself, and one for your pastor. Um, if, you, if you know of a Christian school or a teacher who teaches American history, uh, direct them to the book, buy them a copy, and let's get this word out, this truth of, of what really brought America into existence. I'm Eddie Hyatt, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.